What is up, everybody? Welcome in to the First Read Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Tyler Carden, and as always, I am joined by my best friend in the whole wide world, Stephen Cardenas. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going? Hey, man, it is going about as good as it can be. <laughs> I am I am on top of the world as a football fan right now. Um, you mean as a Bears fan right now? As <laughs> yeah, if you guys didn't know, I'm a Bears fan, and the unreal happened this uh, this past weekend at the draft. <laughs> that we will uh, we'll talk about that today. Um, uh, but before we talk about that, I know I'm, I'm itching to talk about it. I'm just oh, I'm, sure, I'm, sure, sure. I, I got a lot to say about it. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna just, I'm not gonna jump right into everybody's face and ears here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lead you in with some nice, calming news for the week. So let's all step into the newsroom and let's listen in. Aaron Rodgers might be leaving Green Bay. <laughs> what up? <laughs> oh man, this might be the greatest week of your entire life. <laughs> I really think it is. Like I don't I don't I don't know how it could get any better. The oh the official confirmation that he's leaving, yes. Or <laughs> or that Rogers is coming in to back up Justin Fields. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Listen, guys, in the face. Ty- Tyler has been a Bears fan for all twenty six years of his life. Twenty six or twenty six, right? We we are twenty six. I I think. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, he's been a Bears fan for a long time. And two things have been true. One, the Green Bay Packers have always had an elite quarterback. And two, the Chicago Bears have always not had an elite quarterback. But this week, ladies and gentlemen, this week, things might be changing. Gosh, dude, Aaron Rodgers is unhappy in Green Bay. And who wouldn't be unhappy in Green Bay? It's cold. Your team colors are yellow and green. There's snow all the time. You're home to the Packers. You have to wear cheese on your head. Dude. Dude, it won't mold because it's always cold. So that is one plus. I will give them that. <laughs> it will always be fresh. But that's a, that's a good point. That's a good point. It had to happen eventually, right? Like there had to be a point. I think we just talked about it last week, actually, or the week before, where they have to have a bad quarterback at some point, right? Like, just statistically speaking. At some point, they're going to be due for, for a rough year. At least one rough year. Guys, Brett Favre played for the Green Bay Packers for 16 NFL seasons. Bart Starr also played 16 NFL seasons for the Green Bay Packers. Weird fact coming at you. Aaron Rodgers just finished his 16th NFL season. I'm no mathematician. I'm no statistics professor. You're a smart guy. Well, I mean... What what would that lead us to believe? That would lead us to believe. Historical data would suggest that Aaron Rodgers is about to get his butt up out of Green Bay. Hey, we'll take him in Indy. Do you think he's there next year? Like, honestly. So, like, what do you think? Yes, I do think he will be there next year. If, if I am the Green Bay Packers, okay, and I have to choose, because I think what it's going to end up being is that Either, like, they talk about the, the GM needs to get fired in order for Aaron to be happy. I don't I don't think that's true. What I think can happen is if they trade Jordan yeah, Love, I think Aaron Rodgers will be satisfied. You know what I mean? That Because that's the problem. The problem is he knows that his replacement is sitting there waiting for him to mess up. And he does not want to go out on someone else's terms. He wants to make his decisions. He wants to kind of pave the way ahead of him. Um, and and if I'm the Packers, you you just have to think that when it get when it gets down to it, they're going to say, okay, do we keep the 16 year Hall of Fame last year's MVP quarterback um, that has been you know the face of our franchise, yada yada yada, or do we bring the kid in? We don't know how he's going to do. We don't really know how the fans are going to take it. I just have to think they're going to take the, the the safer route and say, we'll figure the quarterback thing out later. We tried. It didn't work. Oh, well. You know, devil's advocate here. Do you think it's 
fair though like aaron Rodgers seems like a very stand-up guy he's he's very he's very convicted in his ways right is, is that the right word where he's emotional you know he's gonna stand up for what he believes in yeah which uh, respectable but he knows how it feels to be there to be the next guy up i don't remember that was a while ago i was still young i don't remember far being like this and maybe he was i don't like i said if i'm wrong I, correct me i know he went to play for the jets right. and, the, and the vikings but I don't. I thought that was more like you know we kind of just parted ways. From, type from my, my understanding is that he burned his fair share of bridges on his way out of Green Bay. I don't think it was a pretty ending there in Green Bay. Okay. Okay. So, but I don't. We were. I, ten, well, I don't know. You know I guess I, mean? I don't. Yeah, I don't remember if he was the one that wanted to go out. I think he or was. If Green Bay's like, see ya. I think it was the same thing where he was like, okay, hey, my, I know what you're doing here. I want to leave on my terms, kind of thing. So maybe that is why Rogers is mad. He knows. Yeah, he knows. He knows exactly I, I, what's I, happening, right? Like everyone knows. There's like, no as, question. It's this. It's this weird thing, I guess, where like I see it from his point of view, where it's I see what you're doing. I'm still amazing because I'm Aaron Rodgers, which is mm-hmm. not wrong. I'm gonna keep playing. I'm not close to being done. I'm gonna keep playing good football. Why? Why do you think I'm not going to? So keep me. But then I feel like why doesn't he see it from the other point of view? It's like. I should teach this kid so when he he is ready to go, he is like legit ready to go, be it on my terms or not my terms. Or, you know, maybe I don't want to be in Green Bay. So the last two years I could have helped this kid out, then left on my terms. So he's ready to go. He can go maybe Mm -hmm. do his thing somewhere else or maybe he is is a little more appreciated. I I don't know. I, I see it both ways. Mm -hmm. Not being in his situation, not being him. I I don't know how he feels about it. A lot of words going around. There's people on the inside saying he's not going to return. Um, he might have to be forced, to, not forced to retire, but he would just retire. Um, he seems like the type of guy that would take that route. At that point, like you're free of the contract. You could just come back and play for whoever. I don't know, but you hate to see him go, but you don't. <laughs> As a Bears fan <laughs> and an NFC North fan. This will be this will be something we keep a very close eye on uh, because, I mean, just think like, our wide receiver one last year was Devontae Adams. Aaron Jones came in as a top 10 running back. Like if Aaron Rodgers is gone, it matters a tremendous amount for those Green Bay options. So we'll keep an eye on it. Uh, and if he's gone or if something else happens, we will start to discuss and kind of dive into what we think those fantasy options will look like without Aaron Rodgers there. But let's go ahead. Let's move on to our first topic of the day. For those who don't know, the 2021 NFL Draft just concluded this past weekend on Saturday. We now know where all of our rookies are going to be playing next year. We can start to kind of pick apart what we think the fantasy repercussions are going to be. But first off, we just want to recap the draft a little bit. So Tyler, why don't you kick us off and why don't you talk a little bit about your Chicago Bears. Ah, I love that intro because that's exactly how our number one draft pick was announced, right? I went into this draft very, uh, you know, very hopeful, but also very convinced, you know, don't don't get your hopes up. I'm a Bears fan after all. This is just how it goes. Man, as we got up to pick eight, I think that was the Carolina Panthers. They didn't take a QB. I couldn't believe it. Broncos were next. You reminded me, you know, they need a quarterback too. And I said, oh God. And all of a sudden they didn't take a quarterback. Philly trades out or traded into the spot. Like parts of this night became a blur, but I came into the the office that I'm in now where we record our podcasts and I can't for the life of you to save my life. I have no idea why the hell I was in this room. No idea. Looking back on this (laughs) night. But that's when I got the notification from ESPN, the Chicago Bears traded up. I immediately called you, and we started FaceTiming or whatever, and dude, I, I was a wreck. And then Roger Gillel comes out because the pick is in and then decides to <laughs> oh, give it to I Carlos over that. here, who we have to give this like two-minute speech. <laughs> I was dying, dude. I was dying. But they... they uh you know, I looked at you and I said, oh, my God, dude, this is it. This this is it. 
this is where the Bears finally announce and draft Mac Jones because that's the kind of organization we are. That's it. This, this is this is what's happening. I was convinced they they drafted Justin Fields. The rest is history, I guess. And you know, I got emotional. I won't lie. I got I do. I was emotional for the next three or four days. Like I would listen to some podcasts, some analysis, some breakdowns of everything. And every time they talk about it, dude, like. I didn't understand why I was emotional about it. Like I would get goosebumps, you know, I I just, I would have to stop. And it, you know, it hit me like needed this as an organization, but more than anything, just as a city, as a fan base, we needed this. Cause like, this is our hope. Like that, that's like legitimately that's, that's what it is. You and I were huge star Wars fans uh-huh. and the reoccurring theme, the main theme of all the whole franchise is hope. Yeah. Right. It's a new hope. You know, the end of Rogue One, Leia, she says it's hope. Like that is the theme of Star Wars. And that is, that feeling is exactly what I felt Thursday night. It went from impossible to wait a minute. It's not over yet. And it just, it, it was, it was, I've like legit never felt that feeling when it comes to like football and the bears like you know you have your games you have your good seasons you know our defense was freaking phenomenal three years ago like i know what it feels like to win but this just felt different and i hope that's just that's a sign of things to come this felt different our franchise is 102 years old our best quarterback played in the 40s we in the common era modern era we've never ever had a quarterback but i just it, it was i felt hope i still feel hope and like i'm all in you know i think Logically, he should sit a year under Dalton, under Foles. You have the best quarter, best backup ever in Nick Foles. Andy Dalton, we know he can win games. He's been to the playoffs, been around a while. But, you know, as a Bears fan, like, I'm ready to start this. We're doing it now. Let's do it now. You know, we made some some decent draft picks later later in the day or later in the weekend. And they all just felt good. They all just felt good because it finally felt like we were drafting for a purpose. You know, oh, there's our quarterback. Now build around him everything. So, you know, you get uh, Tevin Jenkins the next round. Oh, trade up again. Trade it up two times in a row. Oh, my God. Like, put put Ryan Pace on the hot seat every year. Just just tell him he's doing a bad job. And I, I, I just, I couldn't believe it. Uh, he's got a job for another year. That That's for sure. Like there's just no way to mess that up. I feel like at this point, now we just got to win so Nagy can keep his job. I have nothing bad to say about Ryan Pace at the moment. Everyone's made their mistakes in life. That's how I'm gonna view him for right now. It just it feels different. The winds of change are coming, and they're coming in strong. And I, I cannot wait to be blown away with them. <laughs> I think you are right. I think things are changing for your Chicago Bears. And I'm pretty pumped about it, not going to lie. I'm excited to watch Justin Fields throw to Allen Robinson. I think that's going to be a fun combo this year. If Justin Fields starts week one or gets put in week two, I hope you all have Allen Robinson on your team already because it is on. You remember remember number 17 in Green Bay last year? Okay, well let's not let's not look, make assumptions. But you, you look for number two. I don't make assumptions here. I make predictions and projections. We'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Um, how do, how do you feel about your uh, Indianapolis Colts? How do you? Yeah, how do you I thought it was draft? a it was not a sexy draft. You know, we didn't do the trade up for a quarterback. We didn't like do anything crazy exciting. But I thought it it was okay. I actually really like the Quiddy Pay pick there at 21. I think he's one of the better edge rushers in this class. Absolutely. It is a position of dire need on our team. We pretty much have nobody else that's like decent. So it's, it was pretty <laughs> important that we get somebody there. And I think having him on that line with DeForest Buckner, some of the other players we have, I think is going to be um, a huge improvement. And it's going to help out a ton because we need our defensive line to be pretty stout just the way that our defense is run. Um, so it's a big pick in the second round. We grab that other defensive end that I have never heard of before. Sounds like 
he had some hype two years ago, got injured, didn't really play this last year. And so the hype went away because of the injury. So it's kind of, it feels risky. I trust Chris Ballard, though. He did the same thing last year with Julian Blackman, who fell in the draft because of an injury. He's been outstanding. He was a fantastic player for us at safety back there. So I'm going to be cautiously optimistic with that pick. And even if we don't see him this year, because it seems like it's going to be a while before he is able to get healed up, I'm optimistic that you know by year his second year he'll he'll come in and make an impact. I was pretty concerned when we didn't get a left tackle there in the second round. I was actually kind of hoping we would trade up just like the Bears did mm-hmm. um, to grab one of those guys. Specifically, I wanted I wanted Tevin Jenkins as well. It seemed like for a minute there, one was going to fall to us. And then there was just a run of them right before the Colts pick. <laughs> so it was yeah. like there was like three or four of the kind of like second, third tier tackles that I would have been okay with. Um, they all got picked right ahead of us. So Tennessee took one, Washington took one, Miami took one. And it was just like, or not Miami, but Tennessee and Washington for sure. The Bears took Tevin Jenkins. And then it was just like, oh, okay. So I guess we're not getting a tackle. <laughs> and I thought we'd go wide receiver. And I was kind of excited about Terrence Marshall Jr. That didn't happen. He has injuries as well. So they didn't do what I expected him to do. But I think it was an okay draft. So yeah, I'm 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 happy with it. Not exciting, but yeah, that's it, okay. it was it was a a safe draft. You know, it was a solid draft. Yeah. It, it wasn't bad. Yeah. I like how you guys took your your 32nd tight end on the team. I'm just kidding. I know that's an ongoing joke. I just feel like you have a bunch of tight ends. <laughs> yeah, we d- we did take another tight end. So he'll be an interesting player in a couple of years, I think, for fantasy. Because from what it sounds like is yes. he's not very good at blocking. He is a oh, receiving tight end. So he's going to go out. He's not there to, to block. He's there to catch passes. So he might be relevant you know, in the next couple of years. But we'll just have to wait and see. So, Yeah, definitely. You guys got that uh, nice quarterback pick, though, too. Um, nothing crazy. You got Sam uh, Ellinger out of Texas. So he'll mm-hmm. compete for that backup job. Um, yep. With Eason next year, so that'll be fun. And uh, you know he's not fantasy relevant, but hey, man, what if he wins that backup job and Carson wants this poo? Yeah, like you never know. <laughs> You're right. Like anything. If can he's happen. better than yeah, it's it's absolutely true. If he's better than Jacob Eason, who we drafted last year in the fourth round, and Wentz is not very good, he don't. He's going to be out there. You know what I mean? So it's like this draft was interesting because there wasn't a whole lot to go off of this past year. So there was a yeah. lot of um, like wild cards out there. A lot of people yep. almost drafting just to see what they got and hope they they kind of get a gem in there. So we we'll see what happens. We'll keep up to date. But yeah, I, I had a fun draft. I can't wait till next year's yeah. draft. That was super fun to cover. It was. It was Maybe a lot we'll of do fun. Some live stuff or something next year. But I, I had a blast. I thought it was just fun. But yeah. So since the draft is now over. We are a few days removed from the draft. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit of like the fantasy repercussions or some of the effects that this draft is going to have on the fantasy board next year, right? You know, a lot of there's a lot of players that were drafted that just kind of tanked some players that you might have been looking at. There's been some there might have been some players out there and now their value is up that you would have looked over. Um, so let's get into that. Let's just start out with the big one, at, at least in my opinion, in the first round. The Jaguars had two picks, mm-hmm. and with the second pick, I think, I can't remember the number. It was like 24, 25. Number 25. 25. They decide to take a running back in Travis Etienne. Whew. All right. Oof. So, a few things. Travis Etienne was Trevor Lawrence's running back in college at Clemson. Yep. So, they have a history there. Well, guys, if you're familiar with football... Or if you listen to this podcast, you'll be familiar with James Robinson and the value he brought to fantasy last year. And undrafted rookie free agent lights it up last year. Just absolutely Top 10 running back in fantasy. Horrible team. Great fantasy stats. It was amazing. But now with this pick in the first round, they kind of just, I think they just like throw him to the curb almost. Yeah, it definitely feels like that. His value's just gone. Like, that's how it feels, right? Like, I don't know any right. other way to look at it. It, it. Man, it's tough because it's like, 
Okay, so you know what Urban Meyer said after after right after the pick, it's like, you know, we we see Travis Etienne as a as a third down back. He's gonna come in, be the pass catching guy. But it's just like, no, he's not. You did not spend a first round pick on a running back who's only going to play on third downs. You invested way too much for in him. He's going to be in on first and second down. He's gonna be in there getting touches. What it's probably going to look like is that James Robinson will get those goal line touches, which means neither player is going to have a ton of value because Travis Cetienne is going to have all the volume, but no touchdowns. James Robinson, no volume, all the touchdowns. That's probably how I'm going to have it in my projections, which means both of them will be like running back threes. You know what I mean? Maybe Etienne gets to be a running back two, like a top 24 guy, but I don't know. I just don't I don't see that happening necessarily. And the thing is, you you claim he's going to be your third down back, but you just brought in Carlos Hyde and you said that that him yeah. and Robinson were the one two punch, so you're just going to have a different yeah, running back on every did. down? Like I don't and Now they have a one two three punch. Are you not going to pass <laughs> it or are you just going to Like what's your plan here, buddy? Cuz you're lying about something. Right, yeah. And I can almost guarantee you, uh-huh. Yep. It's that. Like it's just, yeah, and I and I talked about this like last week. I think I think Jacksonville is going to be throwing the ball all over the place. I think they're going to pass the ball a ton. Yeah, and so maybe maybe Travis Etienne gets some value because he will he will for sure be the passing downs back because that is why he was mm-hmm. drafted. You know that is his skill set. So maybe he gets to be valuable because he's going to catch a ton of balls. But like, also Trevor Lawrence is a good quarterback. And they have good receiving options mm. there in Jacksonville. You know, Marvin Jones is there. DJ Chark is there. LaVisca Chenault is there. So, like, there's no guarantee that ETN is going to get a ton of volume in the passing game. And so, man, I'm just not excited about either of those no. players. And um, th- especially because I th- I just see the draft capital being too high. Exactly. And the thing is, if we were talking about any other team, every point we made is reason to, like, stay off these players. Well, to add on, yeah, they he was teammates with Trevor Lawrence, so Trevor Lawrence is automatically yep. already going to favor him, right, over James Robinson or Carlos Hyde. Yeah, I, th- I imagine so. Yeah. So, if you have to pick a running back, ETM, in my opinion, maybe yes, the game plan would be completely different than than what we're imagining. I don't know. You know, maybe he like legit will only come in for the third down, or but. And it's gonna, it's really gonna depend. That's <laughs> possible. It's really but... gonna depend to me on who that goal line back ends up being. Because if it's gonna be James Robinson every time, then he's your guy, obviously, for the for the touchdowns and the opportunities there. This is also assuming that Jacksonville will score touchdowns, yeah. so that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> but oh uh, yeah, there's no guarantee. Um, but for that. I mean, yeah, I'm not excited about. I I was excited about the pick. Like I really was, because I think it's going to be super fun to watch. But from a from a fantasy perspective, guys, you said it the best. Wildfire, stay away from it. You do not want any part of it right now. Yeah, I th- I think that's the case. So unless one of those players like ADP goes down really low, they're where they're being drafted is is lower than we expect. Then I think you can pick them up because they're going to have you know somewhat of a floor because they will both be used. Um, but I, I just think they're going to cost way too much for what they're actually going to bring to and your And maybe, team. you know, if you're in the right league with the right people, maybe you can snatch up um, James Robinson for a really low price right now. Yeah. And, and, and he ends up being the guy again. I, we, I don't mm-hmm. know. For for Dynasty Leagues, I saw a point that was said because he was an undrafted free agent, he's not on a four-year rookie contract. He's only on a three-year deal. So he will be... You know, he could get traded at any point mm-hmm. and then or at the worst case, he's only got two more years there. So maybe he's like, you can get him in this low value. He's kind of a flex play for the next couple years. And then once he signs with a real team and he's he because I think he'll get a lead role once he's done, assuming he doesn't assuming he doesn't start to be bad. But I think you already proved what he can do. So pick him up in Dynasty. I think that's a good idea if you can get him like for a pretty low price because especially too like if etn is down or trevor he's gonna he's gonna have a great like those those weeks will be good for him so there's definitely value there but it's just so 
so so much less than what it was another one we've actually kind of talked about this on on previous episodes and we kind of assumed you know we mike davis's role in atlanta would kind of fall a little bit because they were Mm -hmm. probably going to take a running back but it didn't happen they didn't really draft to replace him or to start someone over him yeah he's the guy as of right now he is the guy there i think they picked someone up in like let's see they picked no i thought they picked up like a late late round but not even that so atlanta did not draft anybody else to to get into that running back room and mike davis is just competing with like some bad other backs so it's like ito smith and brian hill like mike davis is the guy so his value in my opinion went way up I think that the running back in Atlanta has a ton of value. He's going to get a ton of work because there's no one else there. And who their new head coach is, is the same offensive coordinator that made Derrick Henry awesome these last two years. Now, do not hear what I am not saying. I am not saying Mike Davis is going to be Derrick Henry the next, you know, next <laughs> coming season. I think he could get a huge workload. And he's not a bad running back. So I think he'll do okay enough with that to be really relevant. Like a high-end running back two, maybe like a middle, maybe like middle of the pack running back two. So I'm thinking that like running back 20 is probably right around where it's, where I would want to put him. Yeah, it's it's hard to tell. I mean, you saw what he did with, without CMC there last year. And granted, it's, the situation's a little different. I, there's a lot more weapons there. You got a lot better quarterback there. But... I like it. I'm excited for Mike Davis. You know, I think I, I think too. you'll be able to get him at a good price, especially if you're in a dynasty. Yeah, he's going to be really high value. I think to someone to hold on to, especially depending on what type of league you're in there. Uh-huh. So, upside all day for Mike Davis. Yep. So the, the and the only thing to be afraid of, I think, uh, maybe two things. I think one of the things that like limits his value a little bit is all of the weapons that Atlanta has. Like he's probably going to get less touchdowns than he would on another team because yes, they've got Hayden Hurst, Kyle Pitts, Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones. Like those guys are going to get their number of touchdowns, even though Julio never catches a lot of them. He's going to get a few. And then those other guys are going to get Maybe. some. So it's like, yeah. The other thing is that if there is a running back available for cheap on the trading on the trading block, Atlanta seems like a, a place that might try to grab one. So if somebody like James Robinson is available to grab, they I could see them making a move for someone like that, in which case everything we said goes out the window. So be weary, wary of it, I think. I'd be hesitant to like make moves for him in Dynasty. But if you have him, I think he's a hold right now because if they go into the season with just him, he will provide more value to you this year than you will get in a trade, I think. Um, I do want to interrupt this uh, this (laughs) segment. Uh I have some news. I have some news. We do need something. Um, So I am being told there are a group of 49ers players that did call Kyle Shanahan and did let them know that they were alive Sunday. That is so good to hear. I'm glad they're safe and alive and breathing. It's great. (laughs) It's good news. He could. He did what he uh, had to do. He couldn't guarantee anyone would be even be alive Sunday. You know, you can't. You can't guarantee that. Last you don't week. know. So it's good that they let him know. I'm sure he was worried. It's good to know that at minimum he has a group of players alive. That is the start. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> um, uh, going back to the Falcons <laughs> and their whole draft class. Um, so it was reported that Falcons tight end Hayden Hurst, his fifth year option, will not be picked up next year, and they did just draft. The amazing Kyle Pitts. How are we feeling on Kyle Pitts? Do you think this is going to be an immediate pick him up right now and we're we're just going to go to town on these fantasy points? Or do you think it's someone maybe more of a dynasty league where we just pick him up and kind of, you know, wait that out a little bit? I think he comes in and he is an immediate impact. I think Hayden Hurst is now irrelevant. I think he is the second tight end in Atlanta a team that already has two phenomenal wide receivers. The second tight end is not going to be fantasy relevant, but I believe in the talent that is Kyle Pitts. And I think he will come in, make an impact. 
I will have him projected as a tight end one this year. So a top 12 tight end. But I don't know if I'm going to have him projected as like a top six guy. But yeah, absolutely. I think you can pick him up wherever and I think he will be a value. And and I think the biggest thing is I think the upside is huge because of how good I believe this kid is. So question. I like our what ifs. Yeah. Okay. So right now, Kyle Pitts sharing a role with Hayden Hurst at the moment with um, Matt, sure, Matt sure. Ryan as the quarterback. Or are you taking George Kittle with the uncertainty in San Francisco right now? Oh, I'm, I'm still taking Kittle, definitely. Kittle will be my, my tight end three for sure. I think those those top three guys, Kelsey Waller, Kittle, like no one is, is close to them. It's the next tier. So that next tier is going to be, you know, Mark Andrews, TJ Hawkinson, maybe Noah Fant kind of gets into that range. I still won't put him in that tier. Mm -hmm. He will be in the following tier where it's guys like Austin Hooper, guys that we don't, we haven't necessarily seen, you know, huge production from them yet, but we have reason to believe they will produce. So where are you, uh, where are you drafting Kyle Pitts in your rookie draft? Oh, in my rookie yeah. draft. Okay, where, where so let's let's just say, and I think a lot of people are playing leagues like this. So let's say it's super flex. Okay, so you could play two quarterbacks, tight end premium of some sort. He's probably a top five pick in my rookie drafts. If there's if it's tight end premium, um, if it's not, and it's you know just like a regular old PPR super flex league. Probably 107, 108, especially where the running backs landed. Like, I don't love the landing spots for any of them except for Najee. I think he'll get a ton of volume there in in Pittsburgh. But I don't love where ETN landed. I don't love where Javante Williams landed. So I would I would rather have Jamar Chase. I would rather have the quarterbacks in a super flex league. I'd rather have Najee. And then after that, it's probably Kyle Pitts. So maybe this that's like the sixth or seventh guy. Okay. You know what I mean? So it's like... Dude, I'm, I'm excited for Jamar Chase. I'm I'm pretty high on him. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, man, Jamar Chase. Okay, let's talk about Jamar Chase because <laughs> let's let's just do it. Um, oh, cool. Thank you. You got the notes. You, you got it. We got. We're sharing notes right now on this Google yeah, Drive, yeah. and we're just taking care of each other here. You know, I do what I can. I love it. Um, gotta earn that paycheck somehow. Jamar Chase, guys, Cincinnati with their new unis going to play with his uh-huh. bro Burrow. I was going to try to make that some kind of like play on words, but it was, it was going to sound stupid. So his bro Burrow. Burr bro. I was going to say like bro. Bro. Yeah. I see. Bro. It didn't bro, work. Bro. It didn't work. Yeah. Nope. Not working. A lot to be said. He didn't play last season. He opted out. So it's been a few years since he's played. This is what I have to say. This is what I think. Yes to Burrow. Yes to Chase. You're good. You guys are good to go. Draft. That's all I got. That's my, <laughs> that is my deep dive analysis. So here, so here's my question when it comes to Cincinnati because I am ecstatic about Jamar Chase. I think he's going to be great. Okay, what do you think him being in Cincinnati does to T. Higgins' value? How big of an impact do you think it's going to be? But this goes right back to the point we kind of made with the Jaguars thing. Mm-hmm. He played with Burrow at LSU, and they were so good. So it goes back to the so thing where good. he's going to favor him, in my opinion. I think that's just a natural human thing, right? Yeah, like absolutely, like no, like especially when you like you have that that bond with someone that that's just how yeah. it is. So, it, no matter the play scheme, if that's an option, it's an option. He's gonna favor; they're gonna favor each other. It's gonna eat into T. Higgins' opportunities. I think there's no doubt about that. First off, we have to protect Burrow. <laughs> like that's just yeah. priority number one. There's got to be a quarterback to get the ball to somebody. To, to T. Higgins or that to is Jamar true. Chase. I, I, never mind. I won't. I won't. Ask talk. Denver about it. I won't. I was about to say, I wasn't going to bring out the Broncos, but you did it. So I just. <laughs> uh, oh, if man. history tells us anything, they can get the ball off to one person. Then they complete like, didn't he complete like two passes or something? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, so I, yeah, I would I be so. a little worried about T. Higgins' value <clears throat> with Jamar Chase there, especially with Burrow being the one throwing in the ball. <sighs> I, I think since he's going to be in a situation again where they throw the ball a lot, so yep. T. Higgins is still a viable option in that right. Okay. I, I'm there with you. Um, I think they're now – I think Jamar Chase is the number one guy. 
I think he comes in and is just automatically the best wide receiver on that team. T. Higgins, number two. I think what I think is going to end up happening is T. Higgins will make up where I think he's going to be fine. Um, I, I honestly yeah. might not change his projections even. And I'll take volume away from Tyler Boyd. There's a ton of vacated targets. I don't know if you knew this, but AJ Green had like over a hundred targets last year. No way. Joe broke just like kept throwing him to the ball and he just kept not catching it. So, <laughs> so there's, oh, yeah. there's, there's opportunity that's, that's there for Jamar. Ch- <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. So I think Jamar Chase can kind of eat, can take some of those targets. I think Higgins is going to be fine. If anything, I would say in dynasty, Higgins is someone I am targeting right now because people are going to be like, oh, they drafted a wide receiver, number five. T. Higgins is dead. He's not going to be (laughs) useful anymore. But I would say the opposite. It's like, uh, no, he doesn't have to be the number one guy now. He could just be that number two, super valuable, super productive, super consistent. He's still going to catch touchdowns because he's super big. And I just believe in Joe Burrow. I think that's one of the big things. So Joey B. Yes to Joe Burrow. Yes to Jamar Chase. And yes to T. Higgins. Yes is all around. Daniel Bryan would love this. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, don't you like the wrestling references? Ugh, I love it. I did, right. did not get it. So I just wait, how where have you been now. as a sports fan? Where where have you been? Yeah, never mind. Sports. I, Are you talking we, about professional wrestling? Dude, the yes movement was the largest movement. What what was it? Four or five years ago, dude? Like I can't get into this with you right now. We we'll talk off air. Must not it's, have been that large, but anyway, I'm just saying I've never heard of it. <laughs> uh, for those of you who aren't seeing this right now, which is everyone, he just dramatically what? took his headphones off like he's this <laughs> little kid that got mad at me on the playground. What do you mean you don't watch professional wrestling? Hey man. <laughs> anyway, not to bash shit. on professional it's wrestling. Fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, you know who'd be mad Pick at you right team. now? Who you would be about? mad at you right now? Who? He's such a chill guy. Ryan Fitzpatrick could be pissed. I bet he watches professional wrestling. <laughs> he looks like there's no way he doesn't team. watch professional wrestling. <laughs> dude, he is. Dude, he said I'm gonna be a professional wrestler, and then just took that character and decided to play football. That's that's <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick. And you know what? I don't think they tried to replace him in this draft because he's their guy right now. Yeah, he is. He is locked in as the quarterback for Washington. No competition. He's going to go in there. He's going to be the starter, and he's going to be awesome. Dude, I just figured Not it out. Not only. Oh, my God. Tell me. Tell me what it is. Oh, my God. The Washington Fitzpatricks. Yes. There it is. I love it. They, we just found their name. It's beautiful. Send we, the email. We only want 2% of the royalties. All we're asking. <laughs> Just two percent. It's not a lot. We're Ryan not asking for the world here. <laughs> Just two percent. No. Just two percent of the Washington Fitzpatrick's revenue with everything with their name on it. <laughs> I will exclude jerseys. I will exclude jerseys. I won't. I'll even be cut. I don't see any reason to. I'm just I'm trying to make I'm trying to negotiate here, man. What if it's just jerseys? Okay, I'll, I'll do off every jersey. I don't know, sale. dude. Hats are pretty lucrative. I feel like oh, that's a good point. Hats and jerseys, okay? Hats and jerseys. That's, it's deal. We're gonna go retire. Yep. Hats or jerseys. Send the email, and we will bring on our third co-host, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, buddy. Ah, I love anyway, it. <laughs> real quick, uh, we talk him up a lot. We He's love so the guy. Good. Guy, dude. Uh, schedule comes out is. May twelfth. We got to figure I'm out. I'm pumped. Cannot we're, wait. We're to gonna see. go watch a game. It's gonna be fun. We're gonna hang out in DC again. It's been a while. <laughs> oh my god, dude! I was just uh, thinking about that the other day. <laughs> we went. Our road we went trip. a while ago on our little our little road trip. Road trip. So, uh, what a week. road trip! Yeah, that's right. That was a fun week. Anyway, Ryan Fitzpatrick, his value went up after this draft. They didn't replace him, and they got him another weapon who I'm pretty excited about in Diami Brown. I think it's Diami. I think that's how you pronounce it. But he's a good wide receiver. They picked up there in the third round. That should only help him. He's just on such a better team. I think better offense than he was last year. I'm pretty pumped. 
So Ryan Fitzpatrick value goes up. Real quick, before we move on, is Ryan Fitzpatrick a top 12 quarterback next year in fantasy? You've been taught your whole life that you need to say no to this question. Like your mom and your dad, right. your aunt and your uncles, your grandparents, they said, Ryan Fitzpatrick will never be a top 12 quarterback. They, that's what they told you. I remember. I was there. Um, they did. I remember it. Yeah. Every night. You every know. night before bed. And if you started to believe it, no dinner for you. Like, that's just how it went, right? But Ryan Fitzpatrick, I'm, I'm going to say it now. I think he's a top 12 QB this year. And there it is, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Ryan Fitzpatrick season. I, Let's I am, get it. There's so many jerseys I need to buy this year. I need. I can't wait to get my Trubisky Bills jersey. <laughs> I can't wait. Can't wait Think to get my Washington. Those. My Washington Fitzpatrick, dude. <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day. Don't kill hope. <laughs> Don't. You're gonna have to go into the custom. <laughs> they better the custom option. That's what I say. I'll make my own. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'll make my own. Chicago had to ruin it by drafting a good quarterback, so I got to get one of those now. <laughs> And I was already going to get a Cole Komet jersey. Like, this is just stupid. We're going to need that 2% just to afford all the jerseys you're trying to buy. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to have to get, like, the not official ones or something. <laughs> I'm saying over here. Oh, my gosh. So speaking of, of replacement quarterbacks. Ooh, Shane Falco. Sorry. What? Shane Falco. He's a replacement quarterback for the Washington Sentinels. Come oh, on. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie. Uh, ever? I don't think so. You've never seen the the movie where Shane Falco, portrayed by the wonderful Keanu Reeves, which I believe I he, Keanu Reeves. I think, I'm gonna get this wrong. I think he was the Ohio State quarterback in that game or in that movie. He he blew the yeah, Sugar Bowl. Know. So I mean that happened, and you know he came. You just ruined the movie for me. He blew the Sugar Bowl. That's why he wasn't a quarterback in the NFL. His draft uh, stock plummeted so much, no one even drafted him. <laughs> they never say that directly, <laughs> but that's exactly what happened. And uh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. John Favreau's in that movie. You got to watch it. Hmm. I'll have to go check He's it out. Linebacker, dude. So anyway, <laughs> and and Roy from the Office. Roy, Roy from the Office is a tight. He's in a few. I see him random things every once in a while. And I'm like, hey, that's the guy. He plays a he plays a deaf tight end. It's a fun I can movie. See that dude. being difficult. You, I'll have to watch yes. it. Okay, go watch it. <laughs> anyway, uh, replacement quarterback Trey Lance getting drafted to the San Francisco 49ers. I think this is a big one. Um, do you think he starts week one? Trey Lance? I just, yes. They ha- Yeah, right? They don't like Jimmy G. Like, there's, like I said last week, there's nothing you can say that would convince me they like Jimmy G. So he has to start, right? There was so much capital invested in him. I don't see how not. I, I, I mean, I logically speaking, I have no, no idea. He should not. Like he, he should not. It would be foolish. But why? Like, I, I mean, it's hard because, like, it's so hard because, yes, he should start. So that because his problem is he doesn't have a lot of experience. Mm-hmm. So get him experience. The just issue with the that is that, right? That's 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 part of the logic. But if he comes out and he's not better than Jimmy Garoppolo for the year, like Jimmy G was still good enough to take you to a Super Bowl two years ago, this team is still really solid. Yeah, like he could do it again. You know what I mean? That team could go to the Super Bowl again with Jimmy Garoppolo. So it's hard for me to guess what they're gonna do. Um, if I had to guess, I would say Trey Lance is not the starter week one. Yeah, I just I don't, I feel don't, great I don't about see it. I don't see it happening. I would be surprised. I would okay. be very surprised. So, so let let's talk about it from kind of both angles. If Jimmy G's a starter, we kind of know what to expect from these fantasy options, right? Like we've already seen it. We can kind of extrapolate from what they've done before. But if Trey Lance is starting, you know, may maybe not week one, but like if he's a starter by week six, week seven, what do you think that does to George Kittle, Debo Samuel? Like, what do you, what do you expect from those players? That, and that, that when it comes Brandon to Brandon, like that, that, and that scares me a lot 
because you mm-hmm. have you yeah. have a very real possibility that you're looking at a Lamar Jackson situation. Exactly. So you have Kittle, arguably the best tight end, for sure one of the top three, right? You 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 could just take that away all of a sudden from Ayuk, mm-hmm. from Kittle. We see it in Baltimore, right? You know, they have weapons, but like it just doesn't seem to matter because Jackson just runs all over the place. Yeah. And with the athleticism from Trey Lance, it's scary. It really is. Because well, yeah. in, in from just a football standpoint, and like that's awesome. Like good for the 49ers. But yeah. just from a like purely fantasy, it's terrifying. If you're playing it is. Trey it Lance, absolutely is. awesome. That's exactly what you want. But from a looking at a a pie, you know, let's use that analogy. You're looking mm-hmm, at yeah. a pie. No one's going to have a piece of it. More more mm-hmm. likely than not, if he's the one. Yeah, I think it's really concerning, and I think the Lamar Lamar whoo, Lamar Jackson comparison you bring up is exactly right. The Forty ers have so many offensive weapons that if Trey Lance is in there, I am terrified of all of them essentially and, and some like, of his cons don't... that were brought up was that he doesn't like like he some there's a lot of good throws that he just doesn't hit or like yeah. his consistency so it's mm-hmm. it, is it one of those things where maybe it's a lamar, lamar jackson situation minus the good qb part of it <laughs> it could be he could be a bust he's played he played like 314 passing snaps in his college career. Like that is not very many. Mm-hmm. You know, when when these these NFL quarterbacks, some of them are dropping back 35 times a game. That's like eight games worth of experience. And that's on the college level in a pretty poor conference. Like it's not a, he wasn't facing yeah. great competition. You just don't know what to expect from him. I think the only player that I would be fairly confident in if Trey Lance is a starter is Debo Samuel. And the reason is if you look at his kind of like route tree, like where he's getting passes, almost all of them are like at the line of scrimmage because he just gets these like screen passes and manufactured touches. A lot of those easy throws, like Trey Lance is going to be able to hit those. So I'd feel okay with Debo because a lot of his work is done after the catch anyway. Mm-hmm. But George Kittle, I'm worried about. Brandon Ayuk, I'm terrified of. So man, it's, I just it's, don't I'm, know. What I'm to looking expect. at the Trey Lance stats for his last two years, and it's it's literally as I'm looking at the stats, it's a roller coaster of emotions because it's <laughs> yep. 2019 stats, 2,700 yards. 66.9% completions. It's like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. 28 yeah. touchdowns, zero interceptions. <laughs> You're like, okay. Rushing, 169 attempts for 1,100 yards, 14 touchdowns. That is awesome. Oh, my God. And then it's like, okay, his his one game he played last year. Only 149 yards, only 50% completions, two touchdowns, oh. an interception. But it's like... But 15 rushing attempts for 143 yards and two touchdowns. It's it, You have such a small sample size, you don't know what to do with it. This mm-hmm. is going to be one of those moves that the 49ers made, and it's going to be the best move the franchise has ever made in recent years, or it's going to be a laughing stock. It, it's one or the other. Yeah. I, it, it's so it's uh-huh. boom or bust at, at, at its finest. It absolutely is, because if he's not good, the amount that they had to give up to get him, that's going to hurt for a while. And it's going to do some damage. And fantasy wise, we just we don't have enough information to like really make decisions and kind of like make predictions. But I'm concerned if I have any of those players right now. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I just am. I just I don't like uncertainty when it comes to fantasy football. I'd rather know exactly what situations are going to look like. And in this case, we just we just don't know. So. All right. Who do you want to talk about next? I know we got a few so, others we want to touch yeah, on. Yeah. Yeah. So we kind of talked about, you know, this situation we were just talking about where we don't really know what's happening. Too many options, a ton of volume, but we don't know where it's going. Let's talk about a player whose situation definitely did not change at all. And there's really only the one option in town. Let's talk about A.J. Brown really quick because it's pretty simple. They lost this offseason 
their wide receiver two in Corey Davis and their tight end one in John Johnny Smith. Neither of those players are replaced. They also lost Adam Humphreys, their wide receiver three. Oh yes. They drafted a sixth round wide receiver. They didn't really sign anybody that I remember, right? Like they didn't sign any relevant yeah. pass catchers, did they? Not yet. Not yet. No. So I it's mean, like I could change, but no. Yeah. So right now it's AJ Brown and that's it. So in my in my eyes, AJ Brown's value just went up. He's a good wide receiver. He's the only one there. I think he's going to get an absurd amount of targets this year. And he's going to do a lot with it because that's who he is. My guess is once I'm getting gotten through his projections and stuff, I bet he'll end up being my wide receiver three. AJ Brown being the only receiver too, is kind of it's kind of scary when it comes to Ryan Tannehill as the quarterback yeah. now. So like what is what are his options? And even Derrick Henry to an extent, because if you can shut down the run mm-hmm. game, what are you doing now in Tennessee? Yeah, right. Like if you just now can they just double team AJ Brown and then stack the box? Yeah. And limit Derrick Henry. It's it's scary. Um, that's a good Titans point though. Be like in for a very uh, not fun season. It'll be interesting. I think AJ Brown might have a tough season out of him if there's no one else to like relieve any pressure off of him. But I think there will be so much volume headed his way that I think he's gonna just he'll just have to produce. Like he he just will. So I think. I could see him just just having an absurd amount of targets. Don't think that that uh, AFC South is clinched up by any one team quite yet. Folks. Yeah, they're 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 a strange team, no doubt. Um. So yes. Yeah, so speaking of uh, receivers, I don't know if you want to touch on this for a second, but we will. So Rashad Bateman was picked up by the Baltimore Ravens. Yep. Ooh, I love Rashad Bateman. Good upside. Worst possible team he could have gone to, in my opinion. I just, yeah. I, there's already some receiving weapons there. So you got to share that pie. And now on top of that, your quarterback just likes to run. Yep. Yeah, I think I think he comes in. He'll carve out a role for himself. You know what I mean? Like, he's going to get his targets. It's just he's going to get his target share, I should say. He will get his percentage of the pie that he is due, but the number of targets to go around are just so small. And I think Lamar will in that team in general is like, Hey, we struggled a little bit when Lamar was trying to pass the ball as much as he was at the beginning of the season. So it's like, Hey, let's, let's revert back to mm-hmm. our core a little bit. Let's run the ball a ton. Um, man, I'm just, I think his upside is so limited now because they also have oh, Marquise yeah. Brown he is a good player. Like, yes, he was disappointing in fantasy, but like actual on the field talent. He's a good player. Rashad Bateman, yes, he's a good player. But I just I just think the volume. Sammy Watkins is there now. Yeah, oh, and Sammy Watkins is there. I forgot about him. So it's just like the way I see it. it it's one of those things where like, would you rather share a pie for dessert with <laughs> yes or five exactly siblings. like how always i mean too. always too and how big of a pie would you like would you like a 12 inch pie or a 24 inch pie i want a 24 inch pie <laughs> uh rashad bateman to baltimore i i would steer clear that's just my advice so for now definitely definitely for this yeah definitely for this season and in dynasty i think he falls down my rankings a bit We'll kind of come out next week and talk about some of our rookie rankings. But as far as Dynasty, I'm just less excited about him than I would have been. Let's let's talk about, I know we kind of touched on it a little bit with the opening of the show, but so the Green Bay Packers finally drafted a receiver, right? Uh, Mari Rogers, another A. Rogers coming in, right? Another little A. I didn't think about that. <laughs> How do you, I, I let's forget about the um, A. Rogers thing for a minute. How do you kind of feel Devontae Adams and in his his outlook with Amari now coming in and potentially, you know, kind of taking a part of that pie? Yeah, so I actually feel great about the move that they made in regards to Devontae Adams. Because so when I was doing my original projections, I took a good number of targets away from Devontae because I just assumed 
they were going to pick up a like number two receiving option. I thought they'd pick up somebody like Rashad Bateman or Terrence Marshall Jr. or Rondell Moore, somebody that I thought they might try to grab at the back end of the first round. And they didn't. They waited till round three to pick somebody up. And what they ended up with is Amari Rogers. And he's a good player. He will get targets. But I think the difference is that I think his targets will not impede on Devontae Adams' targets. I think he will play a different role. He'll play out of the slot. Um, his The way his, his size and makeup is, um, a lot of a lot of people talked about him as being a running back convert. Even like, hey, should we? Is he a running back? You know, because of the way he's built, he's a little shorter. He's he's thick. He's strong. Yeah. But they drafted him to play wide receiver, so he'll play out of the slot. He'll get some of those kind of, you know, shorter range targets. I I can see them doing some fancy things with him to get just get him the ball in that system. I think he'll do really well. So I'm actually excited for him as a prospect and Devonte because. I think Amari Rogers is more threatening to Marquez Valdez Scantling and Alan Lazard than he is to Devontae Adams. I think most of his targets are not going to come from Devontae's piece of the pie, but from those other guys. Um, and as long as Aaron Rodgers is still there, I, I expect Devontae Adams to have a similar workload as he did this past year. Now, <clears throat> I'll project some touchdown regression for him because – there's just no way he can score as many touchdowns as he did. He had no, what, like no 17 way. or something ridiculous. Like there's no way he'll yeah, do that so. again. But as far as workload, I, I say I'll probably end up giving him a pretty similar target share. So, Hey, there's an extra game this year. Yeah, there is an so extra game. He could, he, he could hit it. Um, yeah. <laughs> for, yeah. You never know. Uh, as far but as the thing Amari is goes, last year, he did it in like 14 games. He had like 17 touchdowns. So it was insane. Dude, Devontae is a is a what a freak. He's a very good wide receiver. He's a beast. Um, as far as Amari goes, if Aaron Rodgers is there, I expect good things from this kid. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is always looking for someone right yep. there. You know, he'll take any opportunity. I also could actually really see this being a great thing for Jordan Love if he is the one that comes in and yeah under center because with that versatility that Amari Rodgers brings you just opened up this whole playbook for mm-hmm. for Jordan Love, right? Yeah. You know, you got your deep threat with Devontae Adams. But now you got this kid that can do almost anything. You already got Aaron yeah. Jones behind you. Well, now you've almost got like a mix of these players and Amari Rodgers yeah. right there at your disposal. And as basically a rookie coming in, right? You know, mm-hmm. if he's just, yep. if he's starting to play his first games, having those weapons is going to be so helpful. He's going to have Absolutely. this nice little bat utility belt that he can reach yeah. into and it's yeah yeah it's finding a way to get the quarterbacks <laughs> that that does help jordan love if he's the one starting there we we just have no idea so i i actually really love that pick for green bay i still would have preferred that they take someone in the first round but you know it's whatever um i know you kind of brought it up earlier what are you doing with Najee harris Najee harris um super interesting so there's there's a few things that I want to bring up. So the positive for Najee is that he's going to get a ton of volume. The negatives, and I think there's a few. One, the offensive line is bad. That's not going to help him. Two, as far as his receiving volume, I can't imagine he gets a ton of targets because they have three other good receivers. You know what I mean? They have Juju, they have Deontay, and they have Chase Claypool. I just don't think that leaves a ton for Najee Harris. Lastly, I am not optimistic about this team in general. And when that happens, I think what what I end up thinking is that, okay, if they're going to be losing games, they're going to be passing the ball a little bit more, but also it limits scoring opportunities. And, and they already have all these other weapons that are going to be fighting for touchdowns. Eric Ebron is in there too. So I think he'll be good, but I think he'll be similar. I view him similarly to Mike Davis, actually. And so, and it's funny because I bet they'll be ranked really close to each other in my projections. And I talk positive about Mike Davis because before this, he was had no value, right? But like, 
and Najee Harris I talk about a little negatively because before this, like he could have went to Miami. He could have landed in Atlanta. You know, there's just other places he could have gone that I've been much more excited. Instead, he is on Pittsburgh and he'll be fine, I think. And you all know our feelings on Pittsburgh. For yeah, unknown I just reasons. think so I'm sure that, that that plays into it for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'd, I'd, I'd agree there completely. I, I'm excited to watch him. I think he'll be a great fit with the Steelers. But for this upcoming year, I, I'm with you. I'm just, I'm not really excited. Mm-hmm. I think that team has some, um, s- some building it needs to do in the next few yeah, years. So I do too. until yeah. we get there, you know, and, and maybe we're wrong. Maybe he just lights it up. So, but you know, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Another team I was, I was kind of wanting to talk about is Arizona. They picked up Rondell Moore there in the second round. So what are you, what are your thoughts on the Cardinals moving forward? Like Christian Kirk is somebody that we were like, Maybe he can he can see some, you know, volume. Maybe he can kind of start to enter relevancy. Do you think he's just kind of like dead in the water now, or what? Are, what are you expecting from there, the Cardinals? The Arizona Cardinals are super interesting because you have Kyler Murray who can use his feet, similar to a running back. Right. The thing I love about Kyler Murray is that he he will throw the ball and he's a good quarterback. He knows he doesn't need to run all the time. So he'll take the shots, you know. So you have DeAndre Hopkins. That's a lock, right? That's a number one locked. Yep. Locked and loaded. You just have, you got AJ Green. Okay. I like that. But now you have Andy Isabella, Christian Kirk, Rondell Moore now. Now this pie is getting bigger and bigger. I'm sorry. The the pieces are getting smaller and smaller, not the pie. So what do you do here? I kind of, I see Rondell Moore as that either two to three guy. Yeah. You're going to have D Hop and then. It could be AJ Green or it could be Rondell Moore. I do see him definitely finishing ahead of Kirk and Isabella. If I'm taking three guys, it's going to be Green, Hopkins, and Moore. Those are the three okay. guys I'm taking. As far as fantasy outlook goes for Rondell Moore, like I'm excited that Kyler's going to be his quarterback, but I'm hesitant because of the pie yeah. thing again and then what we're working with and because Kyler can move mm-hmm. so well and yep. so efficiently. Yeah, so for those who who don't know, I actually went to – Purdue University. I graduated from there a couple years ago. So I got to see Rondale play in person. I got to see him, you know, I watched games on TV. The kid is electric, Tyler. I mean, he is phenomenal. When he was a true freshman, he was unbelievable with the ball in his hands. And and Purdue has never, like, they haven't had good quarterbacks in, in quite some time. So it was never, like, the offense propping him up or, like, making him productive. It was Rondale Moore being a freak athlete and just a really good football player. So I'm super excited about him in Arizona. I think he's a a good fit in that offense. I think they're going to be able to kind of do some interesting things with him. One of the the biggest things for me with Rondale Moore is that he got, he actually carried the ball a decent amount. He's, he's pretty small and he's really strong, right? He, there's this video of him squatting like 600 pounds and he weighs like, you know, 170 or 180 or whatever. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, yeah, the dude, he's a he's a monster. It's crazy. So, because of that kind of like, you know, size that he has, he he carries the ball as a running back a decent amount. And one thing to keep in mind in Arizona is that the current backfield is Chase Edmonds and oh, what's his face? I'm totally blanking. Uh, um, James James Conner. So, it's like that's not the most inspiring of backfields. Right? Not at all. It's like it's <laughs> not like, at all. It's like okay, but they're not like these super stud running backs. So I think I think they'll get Rondell Moore back there a little bit. So I think you're going to get kind of that extra boost to his production from a fantasy perspective because he's going to get touches both as a runner and as a receiver. Now I do have a little bit of a hot take. Do you want to hear it? Of course, I want to hear it. Hit me. All right. <clears throat> Here's what I think. I think. If Rondell Moore is able to stay healthy all season, okay, or at least play like 15 games or whatever out of the 17, I think he can finish as like a top two wide receiver amongst the rookies. So I don't think he, okay, I I, I don't (laughs) think he would, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not, I don't, I don't think he would beat out Jamar Chase. I think Jamar Chase is going to be pretty much locked in as that number one. But I think Rondell Moore could be that next 
guy amongst the rookie wide receivers. I believe in the talent and I believe in the fit too. So keep your eye out for Mr. Rondell Moore. Yeah, the the only thing that discourages me from that, I I love the hot take. The only thing that is off-putting is just the Kyler factor and and his legs. Mm -hmm. If it were Kirk Cousins in that backfield or Justin Herbert, yeah, 100% agree with you. You know, top two rookie wide receiver. That Kyler thing's just so unpredictable, especially with the weapons he already has. Um, I'm excited to watch him. I'm kind of convinced you are probably in the war room for the Cardinals, and that's why they drafted him, because you convinced me (laughs) in two minutes. I'm glad I was was able to convince you. (laughs) I I would be drafting him next. (laughs) I'm I'm pumped about him. I think it's a fun fit. I'm excited to see him play. I think we... This draft class will be super interesting, just because we have star players that we know about, and as we Mm -hmm. had mentioned before... There's going to be a lot of, I think, just gems in this class that we find out about later that teams took a lot of chances on and we're like, let's see what happens. So I think over the next few years, you're going to see a lot of a lot of star players, hopefully a lot of fantasy uh, relevance out of this class. But overall, I'm excited. I thought it was a super good draft. I thought there was a lot of good moves by a lot of teams. Not you, Houston. But other than that, <laughs> I, I think it was, uh, it was a good thing. <laughs> just... I I'm not gonna say a lot about Houston other than yeah poor Houston that that's that's probably giving them too much time of day for right now for the state of their franchise <laughs> oh, nothing against man. the fans I feel bad for you guys so I no I, kidding <laughs> that's just I don't know what's going on over there someone someone got hired that didn't know what football was I'm not saying it was Bill O'Brien it could have been someone else I don't know about too but. <laughs> Oh, nah, I don't man. know. They thought they were setting up for a soccer team or something. I don't know. It's just it's, <laughs> it's trash. It's all trash. <laughs> it, but it's it's bad. It's so bad. Um, but yeah, like I said, good draft. Great picks by some teams. Um, I'm looking forward to next football season. And as I ended the show with last week, guys, like this is the start of the 2021 NFL season. You know, yeah. we're a few months away from training camp. A few months away from preseason. Tickets and schedules are going on sale, I think, in what, a week? A week from today? Yeah, a week so from today. I am I am so pumped. Can't wait to get our Washington football team tickets, our Washington Fitz Patrick's tickets. And I'm pumped. Uh, thanks, guys, for listening. As always, uh, go ahead and leave a five-star review. Go ahead and tell all your friends and family about it if you enjoy the show. And maybe, your dogs. Or maybe don't. Man or dogs, or maybe don't tell them, you know, if you want to win your fantasy. Maybe tell them now. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but thanks, guys, for listening. We really, really do appreciate it. Um, and until next week, guys, we will see you later. Have a good one. Yep. See you guys.